Hey guys, Darren here. Today is May 14th, 2018, and it is the 70th birthday of the nation of Israel. On May 14th, 1948, Israel became a nation. Today's audio was extracted from the lead conference at Jake's house, where Steve Carpenter spoke on the significance of Israel and looking to Zion. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this. I wanted to um, feature this audio um, as a way of honoring um, what God is doing today in Israel, even with the relocation of the embassy to Jerusalem. For more information on Steve Carpenter, check out highway19.org. He and his family are doing really, really cool stuff there. Um, He's been doing stuff in the area of journalism. He's working with the government. He's actually going into Syria. He's doing all kinds of amazing things. So again, um, check out Steve Carpenter at highway19.org. Org. All right, let's dive into today's audio right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Boys, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. It's the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. And now, here he is, Darren Stott. Desire in your heart. You don't want to just live in a box. You don't want to just attend services and have Groundhog Day in the spirit. You want God to do something. And maybe this is burning in your heart. Discern the moment that you're living in. Amen. Say it's time. It's time to discern. Jesus said to the Pharisees and Sadducees that came testing him, they said, they said, hey, we've heard you teach. Show us something. Do something. Do a magic trick. Show us a sign. He said, you hypocrites. That's what he said. You hypocrites. You know how to discern the face of the sky. You know when it's The sky is red. It's going to be foul weather, threatening weather. You know how to discern natural things. But you cannot discern the signs of the times. And I feel this burden in Jesus when he looks at this region, hears these amazing songs of worship, and hears this cry of, God, would you move? And he's like, you can discern natural things, but you can't. You miss this religious spirit that Jesus confronted. It says you don't know how to discern the signs of the times. In Luke 19, 36, Jesus, he weeps over Jerusalem. He weeps. If you come there, I'll take you to the very spot where they believe that he, he looked over the city of Jerusalem and he wept. And here's what he said. As he drew near, he saw the city. His city. They call it the city of the great king. And yet they rejected him, and they knew that he was. They, he knew that they were going to crucify him. And he weeps over the city, saying, "If you had known, even you, 
Can you hear Jesus? If you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, you're alive now, the things that would make for your own peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes. For the days are going to come where your enemies are going to build an embankment around you, surround you, close you in on every side, level you and your children to the ground. They'll, they, they, they will not leave one stone upon the other because, listen, because you did not know the time of your visitation. I'm not yelling because I'm upset or anything. I'm just, that's how it's coming out right now. He's crying over the city. He says, look, if you would have just known, if you would have just caught the window, it would have been for your peace, for your healing, for your breakthrough, for your deliverance, for the miracle, not only for you and your family and your loved ones, but for something far bigger than that. But you, you missed it. You didn't, you, you, you missed a moment. I'm encouraging you. The Spirit of God spoke to my heart as I'm driving just up from Seattle, the, the airport up here. And he says, it's time. And I'm just delivering that to you. What you do with that's up to you. I'm going to continue to contend and pray. But I believe there's a window of opportunity. I believe there's a moment of destiny that's right here. It's time. Last two things and I'm going to end. It's time to seek God in prayer and worship. And lastly, it's time to favor Zion. And let me explain what I mean. Yeah. The second to the last one is, it's time, what is it? It's time to seek God in prayer and worship. Okay. And the fifth, or the last one, it's time to favor Zion. I've got a couple scriptures on this. Before I go there, I feel like the last decade in Israel, well, I, I feel it in my heart, and I had this prophetically confirmed by a very trusted and amazing man who operates in the gift of prophetic words of wisdom and knowledge. And uh, didn't know our story, didn't know we came from here, didn't know much, but he came and confirmed what we had felt, my wife and I, that in, 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 in a nutshell, he basically said, you carry a burden in your heart for the Northwest. You came from there, right? I said, yeah. We got talking and he talked about times and seasons and this and that. And he says, you know, in many places in America, it's like there's a hole in the ship. But there's keys that God's putting inside of you that can patch that hole in the ship. Keys. And the two that he felt like that had been given to, to us were the, the, the prophetic word in Amos 9, which was referred to this morning about the raising up of the tabernacle of David, the importance of that context. God says, I'm going to raise up the tent of David that's fallen down. There's going to come a day. And we're in that day, by the way. We've been in it for about 15 years, maybe 20 years, all over the world. The restoration of prayer and worship and engagement with God is sweeping the world. This is a time of restoration. And the second is Israel, the time to favor Zion. 
This is a big missing piece in many congregations around the world. But in order for us to engage in fullness, the family has to be together. You, you cry out for fullness, but you don't, you, you don't, you're not engaging in what's deepest in the Father's heart. You'll have good meetings. You'll, you'll, have, you'll have great, you know, moments. But you won't have the fullness that your heart seeks. We have to engage in what God's doing, right? So the last two I want to give you, and I'm going to end. It's time to seek God in prayer and worship. Why do I want to tell you these things? Acts chapter 3. Could you just open your iPhone? <laughs> and I'm going to end with this. And I really appreciate you listening and letting me just offload what I felt this so strongly from the Lord driving up here tonight. I driving up here yesterday. Uh, Acts chapter 3. This is an amazing moment in the beginning of the growth of the, of the church. And uh, some powerful manifestations are happening. People being healed. This man, layman at the porch, you know, the one he, that, that got touched. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. All that. That all happened. Then you get down to verse 19. This crowd gathers and Peter's preaching to the crowd. And he speaks to the crowd and he says, listen, repent. <laughs> Change the way you're thinking. Right? 19 he says, repent therefore, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. A lot of people stop right there and they go, yeah, totally, refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Whoo, I'm so refreshed. Okay, look, I'll tell you right now, you, you, you're refreshed enough. <laughs> let's, let's, listen, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Next verse, and that he may send Jesus who was preached to you before. Listen to this verse, verse 21. Whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. Let me explain. Jesus is retained in heaven until. Everyone say until. Okay, that's a timing word. Right? He's in heaven. Can't come back to the earth. He wants to come back. He wants to be uh, with his bride he longs for his bride to be prepared and ready and 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 longing for him amen i love these love songs it's wonderful this intimate love that's happening we love him he loves us he wants to come he is being retained in heaven until the t the, the restoration of all things that were spoken by the mouth of all all of the holy prophets if you love him it might be a good thing to actually take a look at what the prophets have said. Because he is not coming back until the restoration of everything that's been spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets. Our family just got hijacked by just one of those prophecies. And that's why we've been in the Middle East for about 11 years now. I'll tell you some stories tomorrow that will just really blow your hair back. We just dialed into one of those prophecies, two, and I'll end with this, two of the greatest restorations that are underway right now in our generation are, number one, the restoration of the tabernacle of David globally, prayer and worship. Connection to God is not just about having meetings or building boxes so that we can have people come to the box, stay in the box, you know, sing the same songs in the box, and then get more people to come to the box. 
There's more to the purpose of God than that. And then raising money to make your box more beautiful. We need a bigger screen in our box. We need padded chairs on our box. You know, we want to make it really, we want flowers in the the box. And we, you know what I mean? God's desires are far beyond that. So two of the greatest restorations that I are seeing, that I'm seeing happen in the earth right now. Number one is the raising up of the the tent of David. It's about engaging with God. It's about worshiping and hearing his heart, him hearing our hearts and having this incredible love encounter with a mighty God. Second restoration that I think is the most incredible thing happening is the restoration of Israel. Now that's not on a lot of radar screens. And I'll tell you why it's not on a lot of radar screens. Because people haven't figured out that it's time to wake up. It's time to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And I am not mad at you. I'm speaking to the region now. I, I love you. I love doing what we're doing together. But the reason why it's not on radar screens is because people are not discerning the times. And they're missing the prophets that are saying there's coming a time where I'm going to raise up the tent of David. We all get that part. But listen to Psalm 102 verse 13. You, God, will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. God is bringing his complete family together again. And what is that? That is Jew and Gentile together in Messiah. This will be written, Psalm 102:18. This will be written for the generation to come. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's me. That a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Listen to this. For he looked down from the height of the sanctuary from heaven. The Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to release those appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion. We have ripped off that word and we've called the church Zion. There is a literal Zion. And that's what this psalmist is writing about. We have taken so many of the promises and all of the scriptures and we just, we borrowed them. And I just want to say as one coming from Israel, look, when you're finished with them, use them, work them, believe them, have them, enjoy them, prophesy them. But when you're done with them, put them back. Listen, seriously, I'm going to end right with this. Monday is May 14th. 70 years ago, 70 years ago Monday, this Monday, 70 years ago, Israel declared their independence. As a full, now look, I'm, this is not political, this is prophetic. And the fact that you and I get to be alive and our eyes get to see this restoration is unbelievable. And what, is, what should it do for you? It should just burn in your heart. God is faithful to every promise that he's made. If he breaks his promises that he's made over Israel, how can you possibly believe that he'll be faithful to the promises that he's made to you? It's a miracle 
It's a, it's a restoration, and we get, to wit- you, we get to witness it. You can get on a plane today and fly to a nation that was not in existence for nearly 2,000 years. Now, is it coincidence? Is it politics? Or is it the fact that there was a hand of God working to fulfill his promise to gather them from all of the nations from which he scattered them and bring them back into their own land? The fact that there's an Israel today should cause you to just stand up to your feet and say, God is faithful to his promises. Hallelujah. He is faithful to his promises. He is faithful. This is not about Jews and Palestinians, and this is not about his, you know, all the conflicts and wars. And This is about a faithful God. And Psalmist wrote about it. Speaking to a generation that was yet to come that we could praise the Lord Monday is their 70th birthday on May 14 1948 They had planned to declare their independence two weeks uh, later two weeks later but there was some chatter with the Israeli uh, intelligence networks, and they realized that on the day that they declared that there was a, um, going to be a war, and, and the states that were surrounding, the nations that were surrounding Israel were going to attack. So Israel decided to move up the date of their declaration two weeks early which happened to be May 14th, 1948. I'm just giving you a little history here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect it to a prophetic. Okay, now, every week, if you're a Jewish person, you read a portion of the Torah, the Bible. And it's the same portion that everybody reads, if you're Jewish, in every synagogue all over the world. It's called the Torah portion. And there's other smaller portions. And you read everyone in the world, if you're Jewish, and you go to a synagogue, you read the same portions of Scripture. So, when they backed up the date, the Torah portion for May 14th is Amos chapter 9. And I'm just going to read it to you and then we're going to end. Where's Amos? Does anybody know where Amos is? Got it. Amos chapter 9. Listen, it, it wasn't the Torah portion on the day that they were planning. They moved it back. And here's, here, here, was, here was the scripture reading on that day. On that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. Repair its damages, raise up its ruins, and rebuild it as the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom, that's Jordan, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does this thing. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman will overtake the reaper, the treader of grapes, him who sows seed, the mountains will drip with sweet wine, all the hills will flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. 
They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. What an incredible thing to see God's word in Scripture align with God's work in history. It's time to favor Zion. And I just have a prophetic word for the Northwest. Thank you for leaning into revival. Thank you for having a passion to, 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 to pray and ask God to pour his spirit out in unprecedented ways in this region. But I'm telling you, as, as clear as I can say it, it will not happen in fullness unless you recognize that it's time to favor Zion. I'm not saying that because I live there. I'm saying that because it's written in the scripture. I'm saying that because I spent a decade in the bosom of the father's heart, praying and interceding with his son, Yeshua, who ever lives to make intercession. I've heard him cry. I don't know if you've ever felt the breath of Yeshua in prayer. I don't know if you've ever trembled when you've felt the intensity of him picking up the burdens that are deepest in the father's heart and interceding over them crying out for their fulfillment. I don't know if you've ever been invited to join him there in the place of intercession. But I'm telling you, the heart of the Father is for fullness for the nations of the world. He doesn't love Iraq more than Iran. He doesn't like, he doesn't, you know, love the UK more than the US. He doesn't love Korea more than Japan. But of his children of nations, he has a firstborn, and that's Israel. And when the rest of the nations tap into that heart that's in that, that, that burden that's in the father's heart it's not you don't have to love any, you don't have to have a love or romantic connection to this nation but you if you love God you're going to want to love what he loves if you love God you're going to care about what he cares about if you love God you're going to listen to what the prophets have declared very clearly in the scripture say it's time say it's time to wake up now listen, these, these statements, I, I just gave them to you as I, as I heard them from the Lord. Now, if this applies to you personally, then take it. If one or two or three or all of them. Or you can take it, maybe you're walking, maybe you're awake, maybe you're hearing what the Spirit is saying, maybe you're discerning, maybe, maybe you're praying and worshiping, maybe you are engaging in however the Holy Spirit's leading you to connect with his favor that he's bringing upon Israel in this hour. So if you are, I, I commend you, but then release these as prophetic words over the region. Speak in your prayers to, 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 to your city, to your congregation, to your family, to this West Coast. Tell, tell them it's time to wake up. Tell, tell them that it's time. What's the next one? I got lost. To hear, yeah, what the Spirit is saying. Tell them it's time to discern the window of opportunity that we have. Tell them it's time to seek God in prayer and worship. And tell them that it's time to favor Zion. Jesus, stick your fingers in my ear that I could hear what you're saying in this hour. God bless you. Thanks for spending all this time. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, I hope that leaves you feeling edified. 
Hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, make sure that you subscribe. To do so, go to thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. That'll redirect you to iTunes where you can subscribe. You can also rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Reviews are the word of mouth for podcasts. If you take a minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. You can give it one star. That means that you think it was kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be right. It dope. It be off the chain. That would be incredible. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. See you next week here on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show.